today on CityCast Denver. It's unfortunately official. The Omicron variant has hit Colorado. As we continue to navigate life amidst a pandemic, there's so much to worry about. Will our kids ever get to go back to school full time? Will our hospitals be able to handle the continued waves of COVID? And what about our local economy? Will our family-owned businesses survive? Today is Friday, December 3rd, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. My producer, Paul Caroli, loves this pizza joint in Park Hill called Oblio's. And recently, he saw that they had started a GoFundMe page to help save the business. The owner of the family-owned restaurant, Morgan McKay, was unusually candid about the situation in the post. So over fear of losing one of his favorite pizza spots, Paul called up Morgan to learn more about what's been happening since the pandemic and what Oblio's uncertain future may hold. Hello, is that Morgan? Yeah, hi, how are you? Hey, it's Paul from CityCast. I'm good, how are you? Good. So, Morgan, let's get into it. Uh, A friend of mine, he knows I like Oblios as much as he does, and he sent me a link to your GoFundMe a couple of nights ago. It sounds like trouble is brewing. What what is happening? Um, You know, I think it's just been brewing for a while, and we've been... um, naively trying to hope that things would get better, you know, um, with COVID, with a lot of things, and then our business would come back and, you know, that, that hasn't happened. Um, and so we finally had to face reality on it. Um, you know, just since restaurants were able to open again, you know, last the beginning of the summer, end of spring, um, our business has just not come back. Um, for whatever reason, you know, a lot, you know, we, we don't have good answers exactly why, you know, there's, we have a lot of guesses, you know, a lot of reasons, but, um, you know, our dining, especially just our dining business, like people actually going out to eat, um, we just don't get much business anymore. Um, and so our numbers are just way down, food costs are way up, um, due to shortages and such, um, labor costs are way up in order to like get really good employees um you have to pay a lot more than you used to which i respect i'm i'm all for you know paying them that much because it's it's a living that you can actually you know it's, it's a wage you can actually live off of but as a business owner it's it's that you know it's just crushing us and so it's just it's accumulation of a lot of things you know and so you know it's just was kind of a reality check and my mom was like, we need to sell Oblios. Like, we just, we can't do it anymore. Like, before, like, we just have to shut the door one day. How did that feel when she said that? I mean, heartbreaking. I mean, it, it makes me feel like a failure, you know, a lot of the time. Um, considering most of the food choices and the entertainment choices and all of that, you know, has been on on me. You know, my mom does paperwork behind the scenes but I'm the one who actually you know makes all those judgment calls and and so obviously people not coming back it you know makes me feel like a big failure you know second guess all the decisions I've made and 
I mean, there was a point a few weeks ago that I was looking on Craigslist to see what kind of jobs there were out there, like other restaurant jobs, so that if Oblios went down, I would <laughs> could find a job. Um, because this has been like such a big part of your life, right? I mean, yeah, pretty much my whole life since I was ten years old. I mean, there was a there was a period when I was away from Oblios, but um, I mean, yeah, for a huge part of my life, it's it's, it's been everything. So, well. Putting up this GoFundMe and seeing the response that you've had, I mean, I'll check the figure right now. It looks like... I think it's about like 35000 Yeah, $35,000 from just people in the community who feel some connection to this place. Maybe they're not coming in as much as they used to, but how, how does that feel? I mean, really great. I mean, my mom and I have definitely cried and teared up. I mean, there's been like 450 people that have donated, and some of the donations are just you know, $1,000 and, you know, the comments about how we've contributed so much to the neighborhood over all these years, you know, and they want to, you know, now lift us up and, I mean, yeah, it means the world to us. And, we, and we've been really busy this week, which has been helpful. I mean, ever since all that got launched, I mean, starting Sunday night for the last three nights, we've been, <laughs> I don't even know, many, many times busier than we would normally be right now. I mean, it reminds me of what it was like before the pandemic when we, you know, just what our business used to be, um, which is wonderful. I mean, we're still very fearful because it's, you know, it's business because of publicity and, you know, in a month, a few weeks, will that wear off? And then we will be back to having no business again, you know, and, you know, so we're trying to, you know, we're trying to brainstorm other things to do at Oblios, ideas. Um, different events we're going to start having at Oblios to bring in more families. Um, but, you know, the hardest part is it takes money to make money in a lot of ways, you know, and so that's why this GoFundMe hopefully will help us have some startup money in the sense of if we want to bring in different food items, we have to have different equipment. If we want to have, have draft beer again to bring people in, we have to get a brand new draft beer cooler, which broke, you know, during the pandemic. Like, there's a lot of things that maybe would help bring in business, but we need the money to, you know, even just implement them. So... I wonder I wonder if you'd be willing to go into a little bit more detail about that because I think I think a lot of people have heard stories like this about restaurants that are struggling in the last couple of years, like hearing that it's been difficult to to pay people enough to make them want to keep working there. But it, it's hard to know like what exactly is the scale of the problem. Um, I mean, obviously there's rent, taxes, um, payroll, which is twice as high as it was you know, five years ago. Really? Yeah. I mean, literally back then we would pay people in the kitchen. I mean, then, you know, you could pay people $12 an hour. How do you know? I don't know. I'm just like kind of throwing that out there. Maybe not exactly, but, and you know, now we're paying $25 an hour to be able to keep a, you know, really good pizza cook in our kitchen. And then I don't blame, you know, I really don't blame people. I think during COVID they realized that you know, there's a lot of things out there like DoorDash drivers and Lyft drivers and that you can make, you know, with tips and hourly, you can make 20, 30 plus dollars an hour. And that's nowadays, you know, that's that's the kind of money you need to live off of. And so, you know, in order to keep people in restaurants, you know, they're wanting that kind of money too. Food cost has gone up, you know, it's like a bag of wings for us pre-COVID like a just plain chicken wings that we would buy from our food distributor would say it was like $18 a bag, just as an estimate. 
And now it's like $40 for a bag of wings, um, like the same wings. And because there's a wing shortage. <laughs> and cheese, you know, cheese used to maybe be $60 a case of the type of mozzarella we were using. And now it's at almost 90 something dollars a case. And so, I mean, those are just like some examples, but it's everything is just crazy higher. And, and, I still can't even wrap my mind around the shortages, but when I ask about it, it's, you know, that they have to do with, they had to shut down, they don't have workers, they have to, you know, they're going through what we're going through, and then they raise their prices, and then, you know, it's kind of this trickle effect. Uh, one thing I'm thinking about, though, I wanted to talk to you about is um, early on in the pandemic, I remember people saying a lot of things about how uh, pizza was, like, insulated from the pandemic because so many people get pizza delivered that's part of how you know people like to enjoy pizza yeah has that not been a, a factor for you all you know it, it was i mean to be honest when the pandemic first hit the first several months when everyone we were in lockdown and and everything was closed except for restaurants since we were essential workers we were doing great we were we were actually we were we were our numbers held even though we didn't have dine-in our delivery and pickup had increased so it countered that and and we actually were doing really well for those months and um i remember a lot of our neighboring restaurants were were struggling like severely neighbors tables um it really honestly wasn't until restaurants were able to reopen which ironically then helped helped all those other restaurants that were struggling the fine dining the those then you know people could go out to eat again and then we just took this huge hit and I know some people have told me, you know, I think people are sick of pizza and Chinese food because they ate it so much during those months during the pandemic that now they want hmm. other stuff that's not bad. And yeah, maybe. That could be part, you know, I'm sure that it all plays a part. But, you know, that's then it just kind of like our numbers started going down and it's just kind of been this, since then, it's this downward spiral and like we were trying to be optimistic and yet every month didn't get better. So one thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, and maybe we can, you know, maybe this can be a way to talk more about the good times from before this pandemic, but you're, you went, your family has this really interesting history with Oblios. Like your parents opened the restaurant in 1996 when you were 10, and then you all sold the restaurant, but then you bought it back a few years ago. Yeah. Why did why did you want to buy it back and and get back into this? <laughs> I'm sure my mom questions that every day. You know, we grew up in the restaurant, my sister and I, and I mean, we thought Oblios, you know, would be ours someday. I mean, like we loved the restaurant business, we loved Oblios, and the, and the only reason my parents sold it was because of the divorce. It was just, you know, it was just too messy to keep it, you know, financially, and they had to sell it, and so. Um, it wasn't necessarily something that my sister and I wanted, I, you know, it wasn't necessarily something that my mother wanted, but it just had to be done. And so, um, yeah, when Tommy, the old owner, um, approached my mom about, and me about buying it back, I, I had always wanted a restaurant. Ever since my parents, you know, sold it, I, I had, you know, gone to school for ultra restaurant management. Like she had, like, we just, my sister and I had always worked in a million restaurants after that at servers and in the kitchen and like that that had just been you know all through college and after that like we just kept working in restaurants we loved the restaurant business and we'd always wanted a restaurant so you know when Oblios was presented to us and it had gone downhill it had kind of fallen apart um it had kind of been neglected a little bit um but you know we we still just wanted it back and to revive it and so um yeah, you know, that's what we've been doing for five years up until this pandemic hit, and 
And honestly, before the pandemic hit, we were kind of at a peak. We'd every year we'd been increasing in our income and our sales, and we launched these events. And like you know, we had really you know brought back a lot of interest and popularity with Oblios and improved the food and and it was you know doing really well. <laughs> you know, and then obviously every everyone's lives changed when COVID hit. Um, if I didn't have kids, I'd probably be there all the time. Like it it really is a a, a job of passion. Like it's not job that you go to every day because you have to it's I just love I love Oblios and love being there and love trying to you know provide the best food and customer service that's just it's ingrained in me I think since I started at 10. (laughs) I mean if Oblios had to go away what what would that mean to you? I mean obviously I'd be crushed um you know there obviously be a part of me that'd be I mean, I'd be, I'd be hugely heartbroken. I definitely feel like a failure as far as owning a restaurant goes. Um, but I mean, I'm also, I'm also, you know, it's, it's one of the things where as a, as a single mom and a, an entrepreneur, you also just have to push through, you know, you just have to like kind of push that inside of you and like get up the next morning and go work for someone else. And that would be weird, you know, being a cook in a kitchen as opposed to a restaurant owner but you know for to provide for my kids and you you know you would just you would just do it you know so well morgan thank you so much we'll obviously put the link to the gofundme in the show notes for this episode but thank you for your time thanks for the interview yeah i really appreciate thank you for thinking of us i mean it means so much it's it means so much <laughs> spreading you know letting everyone know you know what we're going through That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were Paul Caroli and Alexandra McMahon. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter. Our music is by Los Mocochetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe and rate five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at CityCast Denver and tell a friend about us next time you see them. You can sign up for our daily newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. See you next week. Seriously, 30, you want 30 seconds of my life? Like, uh, get in line. (laughs) 